0: Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 4th of June, 2022 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. The last few years have caused us to change our behavior in unexpected ways. As we wander through the streets of Hong Kong in our surgical masks, we nod at fellow citizens, but the habit of smiling has slipped, as no one can see under our masks. Lipstick, which was once regularly worn by many ladies, languishes in the bottom of our handbags or sits alone and forgotten on our bathroom shelves. This week, as we dodge raindrops and stay away from storms, we'll hear a story from Mel about some behavioral changes she has gone through. After Mel, we'll re-listen to a story from Janita, who explains a little of her journey of personal growth. Before we get to today's podcast, though, a huge embrace goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Hellos go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week, to listeners in Limassol in Cyprus, Iduki in India, and Cabarete in the Dominican Republic. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our students' story slam, though much delayed, was a huge success. The students took to the stage at the Macaulay Theatre in Wan Chai, and as usual, did an amazing job of telling their own true first-person stories. Congratulations to the winners and to all who took part, and thanks to the fabulous Rebooked for their generous donation toward the prizes. The student show was our priority, but we do have another show waiting in the wings. Our January show with the theme Reveal will be on stage at Macaulay Theatre on the 29th of June from 8pm. Tickets will be on sale shortly. Just follow the links on the website, hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with the story from our September 2021 show that had the theme, same, same, but different. Here is Mel.
1: So um, when the pandemic hit uh, a few last year uh, and the gyms closed, I tried to keep up a little bit of exercise by going for runs on Bowen Fitness Trail. I don't know if any of you know it. Um, and with the added alone time on that trail, um, I became aware of the crazy that goes on in my head. Um, one of the things that I found particularly amusing was that I seemed to have this habit of straightening my posture and picking up my pace whenever other runners were in view. Almost as if I want to impress these people who I will never see again, and who probably don't even see me. The more I observed my mind, I saw that this doesn't just happen on the fitness trail. That's the tip of the iceberg. Whenever I'm around other people, my mind is obsessed with trying to figure out how they feel, whether they like, they like me or not, and what I should be doing more of or less of to gain their approval. My therapist calls this hypervigilance the state of always sensing and trying to control your environment. I call it my internal PR manager, because this side of me seems to believe that my public image is of life and death importance, and her goal is to ensure I always win approval, even from people who don't matter. It's an exhausting way to live, and I do not recommend it for anyone here. But I found that it does have its advantages when it comes to keeping me fit. So, for example, a few months ago, almost a year now, I had a new housemate move in. She is very nice. We get on just the perfect amount for housemates. I was very happy. But my internal PR manager was not. She's thinner than us. Being thin doesn't matter. I am learning to love myself in any size. I say a mantra that my therapist taught me. What if she thinks we are fat and lazy? We need to prove that we are fit and active. We need to go for more runs, and when we do, we will lace up our trainers in front of her. So she doesn't so she she doesn't miss it. So, I ended up going for more runs. Now, I am not a fit person by any measure. I need to have like pumping music to motivate me to move a muscle. And when I say going for runs, it's not really runs because I have to slow to a walk after every song because I'm so out of breath and unfit. But as the voice in my head reassured me, my housemate doesn't need to know this. You see, the art of personal PR management is a very subtle one it's about managing other people's opinions of you without them knowing so it carried on like this for a few weeks me going for more runs or feeble excuses for runs and getting home and dropping a oh it was such a refreshing run in front of my housemate who was completely and blissfully oblivious but one day when i was getting ready to go for a run My housemate was lacing up her trainers. Are you going out? Yes, I'm going for a run on Bowen Road. You made it sound so lovely. It is, enjoy. My internal PR manager was freaking out. She is going for a run on our route. This is a disaster. I tried to calm her down. Why? Because now we can't go for a run. It'll look like we are copying her. Who will think we are copying her? She will. And what's worse, if we bump into her, she will see how unfit we really are. (laughs) Okay, yes, I see your point. After a bit of uh, internal deliberation, my PR manager decreed that I must wait 30 minutes before going out for my run, so as not to bump into my housemate on the way. 30 minutes later, I put in my music and I set off very slowly. And when I get to the trail, I see my housemate right there at the beginning. She was just walking. We are so much faster and fitter than her. My PR manager was delighted. Let's overtake her to show off a little. So I lengthen my stride and I overtake her easily. But as I do, she sees me and shouts, Mel, ignore, ignore, ignore. My PR manager can be a real bitch. I keep running and now I'm in front of my housemate. The pressure to prove my fitness is on. So I keep running from the first song straight into the second song, straight into the third song, straight into the fourth song but by the end of the fourth song I am at death's door and I have to slow down but as I do I hear it again Mel my housemate was right there the whole time she was running beside me and what's worse she was not at death's door she was fine an awful truth hit me. Is she thinner and fitter than me? And she's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) The next time I worked up the courage to go for a run, I made sure it was very late at night so there were fewer people on the trail to witness my shame. And when I got there this time, there was no one, not one person on Bowen Road, I started running, but I felt this growing uneasiness in the back of my mind. Of course, as usual, my PR manager was not happy. This is weird. Why is there no one here? Because it's late. No, that's not it. They must have better things to do. Why don't we have better things to do? Because we're running. No, I think they're socializing. Why aren't we socializing? Maybe we're not popular enough. I will come up with a strategy to improve our popularity. Okay, you do that. I'll keep running. No, I don't think it's a good idea for us to keep running. Why the hell not? Because it's weird. We're the only ones here. We look like a loser. To hoo. There is literally no one else here. Are you worried what the pavement thinks of us? Another awful truth hit me. My internal PR manager was worried about what the pavement thinks of me. I was worried about what the pavement thinks of me. I kept running. And this time, all I could hear were the crickets.
0: We do hope that Mel's had more chances to listen to the crickets and not to that internal PR manager. Crickets rarely say anything that causes strife. If you have a story you are wanting to tell, our in-person workshops should be starting up again now that we're allowed to gather past 6pm. Do check the website for updates and come along to learn how to tell your best story. And now with a story from June 2019.
2: Here is Janita. In my quest to push the boundaries, to try something new, to experience some inner personal growth, I chanced upon this intriguing adventure on the internet. Four days, on some rocky outcrop near Sai Kung in Hong Kong's New Territories, where participants could experience the wonders of dramatic improvisation through movement, using natural locations as inspiring backdrops. Now, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. But you must remember that my motivation was to try something different. And what could be more different than this? So, on a hot Thursday afternoon, I set off to meet my fellow enthusiastic team. Rucksack fully laden, we set off on a sampan for what promises to be four days on a secluded wilderness. The team consisted of three like-minded adventurers with varying degrees of experience in drama and three professionals who were leading the course with experience in drama, um, movement, and singing. Yep, singing. I hadn't got that memo. But the enthusiasm was infectious and everyone was smiling and expecting to grow. Now, we were staying um, in a hostel and even though it was a little bit grubby and a bit basic, it functioned. And just at the entrance was the jetty which led to a long wooden pier that jutted out into the sea. The scene was remarkable with the dark blue hues of the sea against the dark green foliage of the islands. And only a couple of hours from central Admittedly, on a train, a minibus, a double-decker bus, and a boat. But you could imagine yourself there, completely alone, miles away from anywhere and anyone. So it was decided that this would be the ideal spot later that evening for a bit of meditation. Now, I don't know how you get on with meditation, but meditation and I are not good friends. We don't really understand each other, but we are quite happy to engage in civil conversation. And anyway, I am looking for interpersonal growth. So maybe this is the ideal start and I'm willing. So we dump our bags in a very small dorm room that we're going to be sharing and change into our perfectly fitting meditation lycra outfits and head down to the pier for some peace and tranquility. But we're not the only ones. When we get there, we find eight to 10 older Chinese locals who've had the similar idea, except this is a public holiday. And they're not looking for peace and tranquility. They are looking to party. (laughs) There's beer and spirits and music and shouting, the loudest shouting. Now, you'd think that meditation at this point might be off the cards. But you must remember, we were with professionals and they don't give up so easily. (laughs) And after all, isn't meditation the art of being able to block out your surroundings and focus on that inner peace? So we settle ourselves down on a few wooden slats as far away as possible from the party. And we're asked to close our eyes. And someone starts humming. And then a few others join in. Seems to be a bit of a thing, so I do too. And against the backdrop of celebration, Meditation Michael begins his narrative to take us on a path to some kind of nirvana. Listen to the rhythm of your heart. Listen to the beat and let it resonate through your body. I tried. (laughs) I really did. But the only beat that I can hear was coming from the other side of the pier. From a track I can only imagine was from the celebrated album Popular Chinese Hits 1982. You had to laugh. You really did. I even sneaked a peek at the rest of the of the rest of the group to see if the humour was spreading. But there was nothing. Not even a twitch. The music was getting so loud at this point I could actually feel it vibrating underneath me. But Michael continues Let your mind reach out into the empty space within let go of all external elements and reach out to the silence. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I sneak another peek and there's still absolutely no recognition of the reality of our situation. And I begin to think, maybe it's me, maybe I'm skimping on the old concentration front and I just need to try harder so I squeeze my eyes shut and I try to listen to my heart which seems to be beating rather louder and faster than I remember when we first started the exercise and I really focus and I try to listen to my inner voice and it says you know you look ridiculous right now (laughs) that is not the sound of an inner voice. It's too scathing, too cynical, too still in touch with reality. But then another sound pushes through. And this one is more gentle. It's a kind of buzzing reverberation that flows between one ear and the other and back again. And I think, is this it? Have I finally found some melodious manifestation of higher being? But the moment is broken by the sound of pounding feet. And then a woman screams, in delight or pain, I don't know. I just know that it's one hell of a commotion and I can't stop it from crashing in on me. So I open my eyes and I see three or four old Chinese ladies looking skyward, pointing and jeering. It's a flying drone, pitching down, then skywards, over our group in the never-ending loop of scrutiny. And the group does nothing, <laughs> says nothing. Whilst they are all lying down and relaxed, I feel every sinew tense and shorten. I push my hands to my ears to block out the hideousness of the situation, and my inner voice pipes up What the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Frankly, I'm disappointed in my inner voice. It's not what I was hoping for. It's supposed to be nurturing and supportive, a guide to inner peace. Mine isn't anything like that. Finally, Michael brings the session to an end. And breathe in and breathe out and open your eyes. He's a bit surprised to see me tight in a ball, like in the fetal position upended with a pulsating migraine burrowing into my brain, eating one cell at a time like some neurological insatiable Pac-Man. The next morning, I wake up in a small room, sweating profusely. I'm going to be sick. Michael has to arrange for me to stay at the hostel for the entire day, whilst he takes the rest of the group to the other side of the island to enjoy the wonders of dramatic improvisation through movement using <laughs> natural locations for inspiring backdrops. This is day one of my four day course. <laughs> my inner voice is calm and reassuring. Let's not do growing today. Maybe tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.